Recorded during the Plague Year 2021, this is the Andromeda Minute, a show where Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays we go over one minute of the ultimately Robert Wise 1971-directed uh, techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And this is Peter Regan without my mask on because I'm by myself here in Dahlonega, Georgia. Longtime friend, retired hotel guy, uh, delighted to be here. To uh, go through this minute with you, Mr. O'Kane. Always a pleasure. It's just, it's, uh, it, we, we have so many insightful moments here. And I, I learn more about you every day when I, when I have you on as a guest. <laughs> Do you really? Well, let me share a funny story because I don't want to. Uh, okay. But, you know, of course, there's the, this minute has the, I can't pronounce it, the tube. The pneumatic tube. Thank you. Thank you. Which I'm assuming I was at the bank last week. Yeah. And, you know, they don't allow you in anymore, at least right. right now. You have to go. You have to do the drive up. So, yeah, same thing with Dunkin' Donuts, but not with the pneumatic. But yeah. right, and I like Dunkin' Donuts, but I prefer Starbucks. Okay. Um, Karen likes chai latte tea with coconut milk, and I prefer Ferrande. <laughs> so, so she doesn't like tea, is what you're saying? Well, no. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's it seems to be it's pretty expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if I, if I complain about it. Um, it doesn't go anywhere positively. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, you're not going to win that one. Yeah. No, no. I get, um, Ver- is it Fernanda Blonde, the Vente uh, size, the Vente okay. size for like 285, right? Yeah. She gets the chai latte tea with coconut milk, same size. It's like four and four dollars and 30 cents. Uh, wow. Well, it's a coconut milk. The co- well, price of coconut milk is insane. Yeah. It must be because. And I've never had any because I have no desire to. Um, yeah. But you know, can you ma- can you imagine the yeah? Speaking of pneumatic tubes, before I was just picturing what one of those things would do in the inside of one of those tubes if you just let it let it roll. Right, right. But anyway, that's not the point of the story. Uh, we went to the bank. Okay. And there was a car in the drive-up window that's right next to the bank. Um, with the teller is. So we went to the one out, one uh, with the, has that container in it, right? Right. So I get the checks, I put them in the container, and I put it back in, and the stupid thing gets stuck. Um, ah. You can see it's half of it's sticking going up. And what they've done is they have a protective door that comes down so you can't reach it. And ah. so I'm telling the woman to go, oh, it's stuck. And she's trying, you can hear them cycling through the system, trying to uh, uh, burp it. Like, burp it, right. Yeah, and yeah. finally, she overrides the system, the door opens, and I'm able to grab it. And I find out I did not properly close it. Ah. And so it was your fault. It, technically, it was my fault. I didn't, you know confessed anything i just said wow looks like this is not working correct i didn't say that so yeah. <laughs> karen was next because you didn't you didn't close it correctly i want to turn to her and go really thank you for your <laughs> feedback it's so helpful why don't you just sit there and drink your thai latte tea with coconut milk your four dollar yeah your four dollars and 35 cents because after all we're all made of money here right <laughs> That's why you're at a bank. Yeah. Right. That's why you're at a bank because we can't afford your chai latte tea. And you better drink the entire thing. Or next time, get a grande. 
Don't yeah, get a lid. <laughs> yeah. Get, get a vented. Now, of course, I wouldn't say any of that to her. No, um, not out loud. Uh, and hopefully no, she'll no. never hear this episode. Yeah. No, no, no. no. She, you can think it through. But the bottom line <laughs> is, uh, I mean, I do look at her Coke afterwards. I wonder if she drinks the whole thing. I will drink mine in its entirety because uh, I like coffee. Um, uh. But I always wonder, does she really need a vente? Can she get away with a grande? But, you know, I'm not one to question her on that stuff because, you know, no good will You want to live, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. But, I, uh, you know, wow. I, I guess my, my point, well, I'm not sure how this all ties in to the minute. Well, uh, no, there's, there's, there's problems with pneumatic tubes. I, right. I can tell you one of, right. one of right. yeah, see, it all, it all comes back. My, my, uh, my pneumatic tube story is I used to work for a, an insurance company in D.C., and uh, right, right, right next to the Capitol building, it was. It's like right up against it, and uh, they had a pneumatic system where they could move claims and all kinds of processing things. It was a, it was just a whole little highway of pneumatic tubes, and it had been there since like 1920. But the system, after I, I started there, uh, the system had been down for about a year, and the reason that it had gone down was uh, this. Insurance company used to sponsor a golf tournament, one of the big, you know, like the Masters level. It was a big deal, and they gave everybody a souvenir from the previous year. They gave them a like a like a little uh, tchotchke for your desk, and it was a golf ball, right? But it was the size of a softball, and it was made out of metal. It was heavy. It was like picking up. Um, like a bocce ball that was made out of solid metal. And everybody got one. There were hundreds of these things. They gave them to everybody. So somebody noticed that it would fit exactly into one of these pneumatic tubes. And somebody somewhere in the building put one of these things in the pneumatic tube system. So when you had the thing sucking away on this metal ball, it the, apparently the ball picked up speed uh, and went down the wrong hatch or something or punched through a hatch and it wrecked the whole fan system that it was, you know, it's like it's usually supposed to pull these lightweight plastic tubes around. And right. instead of doing that, it sucked in a cannonball and it just pretty much obliterated the whole system. But they still had the pipes in the building. And it was always fascinating walking through and seeing pipes at everybody's desks that didn't work anymore, but they would cost more to take out. And then they figured out they could just everything that could be delivered by a pneumatic tube, they could just put in a. Uh, inter-office mail, interdepartmental mail, uh, one of those little manila envelopes, throw it on a cart and have people drop it off instead of using the tubes. So I don't I, know if it's, I've never heard that story before, Jim. Well, it's a good story, but it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't come up. How often do pneumatic tubes come up in your life? Uh, when it's you're funny discussing? you mentioned it, though. I just had a flashback when I was a security guard uh, back in school. I was security guard at Union Carbide, uh, the Lindy Division, in, oh, yeah, the um, gas people. Yes, uh, near uh, Tarrytown, New York. It was actually okay. off the parkway. Uh, I don't know what that building is now. I'm sure it is no longer Union Carbide. But I was the midnight shift on the weekends. Awesome. And wow. they had a, um, it was like a, think of a mail cart, but a train system mail cart. So this cart... Hmm had closed lids, and you would program it, and it would travel through the uh, building, dropping off stuff at key locations. Hmm. Yes. And I was bored one night, 
So I sent it uh, into the, it, it would come down a little uh, belt, like a little train system, and then go back up into the ceiling on, on to its next destination. And I, uh, I once sent it to a different destination in the building so I could see how it worked. Wow. And, and you discovered it, it would go there. Yes. Uh, the, the life of a 21-year-old who's uh, bored out of his mind uh, <laughs> as a security guard at Union Carbide. So, you know, I was in school. I was poor. I had to work all these hours every weekend. Yeah, so, and this was long before this was long before Nintendo. So this was the only entertainment there was around. Well, it was electronic. There was certainly, and uh, you know, being a security guard back then was painful uh, because you. I remember listening to the radio, and it was, of course, uh, it was a. I remember this one episode which dissected the Billy Joel song "Only the Good Die Young," but it was being dissected by a priest. Ah. And how bad it was, because essentially it it mocked Catholicism, and he was able to explain what each verse meant and why it was wrong. Wow! But where is he now, and where is Billy Joel? <laughs> so go figure. Well, Billy Joel is on SiriusXM Radio, uh, oh, okay. and he's got his own station. So, but wow. again, but Jim, how is that relevant? Well, we're we're getting into the pneumatic thing. Let's let's go over this particular minute. This is minute one hundred eight, and what we did was we watched. Uh, we watched Doctor Stone working in this hermetically sealed thing that you know can't go anywhere. Right. And uh, he, he opens up, of all things, a vacuum chamber, a vacuum tubing, which which isn't wrong for the time. Uh, I can tell you that NASA in their mission control, it, NASA had uh, links to their back room through a, vac, a pneumatic system. If you, they didn't show it exactly in the movie Apollo 13, but in the actual, if you go to Mission Control, there were there were pneumatic tubes on the side of uh, Mission Control Center where they could send uh, papers and things and, and photos back and forth between the Mission Control and the back room where they did all the, the engineers all lived. So this is this is current for the the technology at the time. But in this case, the only the only sucking this thing is doing is it's sucking it right into the uh, uh, the electron microscope. Which uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the electron microscope that we're seeing here. Uh, it says Forge FLA, which I have no idea where that name comes from or where it's going. But an EMU four B is one of the last electron microscopes that the RCA Corporation made. Uh, I had an opportunity to speak with a fellow who was one of the pioneers in electron microscopy, uh, Professor Bigelow out at the University of Michigan. He's, uh, he's 98. I'd asked him to come on the show, but he said he's forgotten more than he'd ever remember about uh, electron microscopes, so he'd rather not be on the show. But I, I respected his wishes. But he was telling me about how uh, RCA was big on electron microscopes, but they, electron microscopes were very expensive to make, very difficult to maintain, and the parts were all expensive and weren't often used. So right about this time, 1969, 1970, RCA, uh, their statement in their financial records for that year said that they would make they were making more money with records than they were making with uh, electron microscopes. So they canceled the electron microscope business and put all their money into uh, pressing records. Ah. So, so there you have it. So this is a... As we're looking at this, it's already a defunct machine because you can't. The biggest problem is you can't get spare parts for it. So once that thing broke, it was useless. And uh, it's a very nice. It, that is a very accurate layout as to how what a what an electron microscope looks like 
it, uh, it, it basically it's the, what they do is they take a cathode ray, just like you had on the, on your old style CRTs, the old, the old TV sets. Right. And instead of focusing on the, instead of having the focus point, the gun of the machine focused on the back screen, they ran a, there was a little plate, like a microscope slide at the, at the head end where the electrons were, the electron gun was, and they'd slide their, the specimen in. And as long as the specimen could reflect electricity, it could, uh, it, it, it could show up as a, on the screen. They could either film it off the screen or put, uh, 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 put some film in front of it and make it make an impression like a, uh, a contact print. Uh, but it, it, you had to make sure that the thing could either reflect or absorb electronic uh, uh, electrons. So if uh, if this was going to work, they had to make sure that uh, Andromeda was um, uh, conductive, that it was electrically conductive. Otherwise, they the way they would look at things, whenever, whenever you see electron microscope pictures of flies, heads, or bees and things, yes, all the... All of those were anodized. Basically, they they put them in a dip with gold or silver, and they metal they coated metal around them, and then took the picture of a of a metallic uh, house house fly or a bee or any of those things. So whenever you see them, just imagine that everything that you see is encased in metal. Um, but uh, that is the right it, when we're when we look at it, it comes up and it says it's it's. Uh, zoomed in by 79,000 times and that's pretty accurate it's about 80 to 100,000 times uh normal what you or your regular vision is what they could expand things out to interesting and, uh, that so there that's that's all i know about electron microscopes there's there's more this is an early version of it there's new ones called uh tunneling electron microscopes which you can look at different sides of an object usually you can only look at one side of the object and you have to basically flip it over to get the other side uh pictured but these the new tunneling electron microscopes can show you all sides of it uh a lot of times now instead of using electrons they use lasers because the laser can be a little bit more focused and uh they even use uh things like radar which ha- you know they can just run radio waves through things and get a, an image kind of like a, a sonar image of a of a of an object, so there's lots of different ways, but electron microscopes are still are still popular. the uh, The center of electron microscopy in the U.S. right now is the Oak Ridge Labs up in uh, Tennessee. So if you ever want to, if you ever have questions about them, go to Oak Ridge. Although they, uh, as I can relate from personal experience, they don't respond to emails very well, so or at all. Well, that's <sighs> interesting because I I yeah. I too looked up electron microscope on Wikipedia. Thank you. Uh, oh, okay. And, and, what did they uh, say? No, it was, it was very similar. They had a photo of an insect coated in gold. So ah. it was very interesting how you prepared uh, for, for the microscope. But it was, goes back to the first one was invented uh, right before 19, uh, uh, 1938. Yeah. The first commercial mi- uh, electron microscope. Uh, it's very funny that it's um, uh, on a display. Uh, the prototype was done by Ernst Rusko, R-U-S-K-A. Hmm. So that is interesting. Of course, I'm not wow. one to bring a lot of uh, backstory to the microscope, but you know, you think about it, um, especially in terms of the cost to maintain this thing. Do you think the F-O-R-G-F-L-A is a brand? Or it's, it, I was th- I was wondering if it's a brand or if it's like if they borrowed this particular unit from the University of Florida and they needed to take pictures of it and it might be like something like an old 
an old company that used to be like like an old department for the University of Florida. I, I, I don't know where the name is. I, I have been, not been unable to figure it out. It's, it's very weird. It's and interesting as we're looking at this, there's where the electron microscope is. It's interesting to see the same set redressed now for electron microscopes because you can you can recognize the console and you can recognize what they did with the with the set there. They just the place where they had killed the the monkey yes. is now opened up and uh, they just rolled a they rolled an electron microscope in where the big TV set used to be. Well, they couldn't the use the uh, stainless steel room. Uh, I yeah. mean that that uh, that would be probably confusing to everybody. And, yeah, uh, and they they and they can't use yeah they they can't use the uh, the treatment room where they had the old man and the baby, but uh, they they did keep the the console. They could reuse the console. Yes, uh, and again, not no keyboard, but lots of buttons. So yeah, every, your nineteen yeah. seventies technology at its finest. Yeah, and it's amazing how specific the buttons were. Uh, Stone I know. Asks, <laughs> for Stone the contrast. Asks, let's, yeah, let's 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 sit, let's set the computer for the contrast, and and Dutton reaches over and presses one button. And why why wouldn't you want to start with that? I don't understand. Well, let's look at it with contrast improvement. Oh, well, but we... yeah, but why didn't you start with a smaller slice? You know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, all these things were like, you know, we could have ended twenty minutes out of this movie if you guys just did it right from the beginning. And I, I don't yeah, care it, if you haven't slept for four days. And I don't care uh, there's no other backup staff and you're the only people doing anything. You just get it right the first time. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody else is snoring away like Shem right. Howard, you know. The boss. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I, I get, I get three stooges. I got, yeah, that. I got. It. And Shemp um, was and it, the bald, bald guy, right? Yeah, he the no no no. Shemp was the guy with the, the haircut. And the, he he repla- He was uh, Mo and Curly's uh, brother, and he replaced Curly after Curly had his stroke. Oh, that's too bad because I always thought, and I'm pretty sure everyone agrees with me. Curly was the funniest one. Yes, I, I don't think there's there's a question about that. Although Shemp is no slouch when it comes to being comedic. I, I enjoy I enjoy a good Shemp. Shemp knew how to Shemp knew how to snore. He knew that. Yes. Sound, you know, that, yeah. He he well, really knew how to do that. Well, this this, this this now 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 I'm imagining Andromeda Strain as Three Stooges. That would have been very intriguing. Three Stooges <laughs> and and Levitt. Yeah, Three Stooges uh, and Levitt. That would have been right. Why I oughta? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why I oughta? I'll give you an electron yeah. microscope. Right. <laughs> What's this here? Ah, yeah. yeah. Ah. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this um, is a good scene. Uh, this all worked out really went. well. Yeah, it, it did. They they apparently have gotten they figured out how to look at it. But, uh, Levitt's going to set the record straight. She she called in and she's like, I, I need to talk to you, Stone. And the first thing he does is dismisses her. Yeah, no, but no, she's we, we, she's there like two less than she's there literally. Yeah. fifteen seconds later. Yeah, why didn't she just get up and walk right. in? I need why? to see. Well, hey, you know what? I need to talk to you. But you're in the room next door, so I guess I'll ask you to come here because my time is more important than yours. <laughs> you well, know. they're all. I mean, this is they're they're all. It, we're looking at four divas. That's the thing. Yes. All these these people have always been at the top of their game and top of their top of their departments, and the idea that they have to uh, kowtow to anybody else that's a bad. A, it, this is a bad chemistry. Yeah, especially uh, the doctor. You know, I I, I like um, everybody except Doctor Mark Hall. I don't know what uh, it is about him. He just sets me the wrong way. 
him and his attitude. Where do I put the key? Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he doesn't really speak a lot in, in, these, um, in this minute. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. he hasn't spoken since um the conference he asked about yeah he asked about the uh the, like the guy was crazy that's all he he asked about remember when he was asking about the the phantom jet the guy right you know, like he was crazy and that was it yeah thank you so, doctor for nothing uh, and dutton i keep th- i th- keep thinking dutton's retired but he's only here's the thing that bothers me about dutton he's 55 Yes, I know. I know. I remember this. I remember this. <laughs> Bring that in for a landed. I got closure. I've moved on. Yeah. My life. I've moved 55. on with my life. Yes. He was probably excited that he was starting to get senior discounts and things like that. Right, right. called yeah. in for this thing. Yes. Trust Wrapping me. it up. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, this has been a long, a long week, a long, long meeting. But there's, we're finding out some stuff about Andromeda. We but didn't now, know. now the rubber's meeting the road for you, Jim. Yeah, I think we're we're coming to a head here. It's all it's all happening, and there's a, there's that stupid clock in the background, that twenty four hour clock at the end of this thing that you can't tell what time it is by looking at it because it's pointing in a whole different direction than anybody else. Yeah, but I'm going to get one just like that, and every time Karen comes into the room, I'm going to go, "You're late." And look yeah, at look the at ca- the time. Look at the time. <laughs> what do you mean? You it's know not- what I mean. We got to get that chai latte tea with coconut yes. milk sooner rather than later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they close when the big hands on the eighteen. Yeah, right. It's, uh, we gotta yeah, get it's, going. My venti blonde, which is a pour over, isn't gonna wait for me forever. <laughs> and it's always wow. a pour over, by the way, which means it takes over. longer. I don't mind pour overs, for the record. Uh, wow, I I don't know what they are, but it sounds pour over is. Uh, they actually literally have to make it right there. Oh. So if you're up the drive-in window, they ask you to pull forward because otherwise you're going to hold up everybody else because it takes an extra few minutes. But in my, uh, in my opinion, if it makes me happy, it, I'm, I'm ready to make the sacrifice for two more minutes. Yeah, that's like me ordering whenever I go to McDonald's and order a hamburger with ketchup and onions only. Because if you say no pickles, no mustard, you get extra pickles and extra mustard. So I say... Two hamburgers, ketchup, and onions only. And then when I when I get up to the window, they're not ready, so I have to pull up ahead. I remember going with you oh, once, nice. and you said, "Ice tea, hold the ice. Cheeseburger, hold the cheese." Because mm, they don't understand any other way. It's hard. It's so difficult. It's hard <laughs> to communicate through the drive-through. I've never. Uh, Joe Pesci was right about drive-throughs. I, I I do agree. You're five miles down the road when you find out they've messed up. Right. Anyway, this is. See, you're rubbing off on me, Peter. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you and I will go to a Starbucks together. That's right. Yeah, and then whip it around to the McDonald's and say, "Hey, do you have a latte?" and start ordering venti-sized meals and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it'll work. Wow. Well, anyway, Peter, when people want to see you, we know that your link is going to be out there on Andromeda Strain's uh, social site. So I won't even have you, but tell them what it is. Tell them what well, you do for a living. We, uh, myself and Karen, both ex-hotel people have decided to join the gig economy and have vacation rentals here in Dahlonega, Georgia, collection of log cabins, cottages, and a bungalow. So we have seven rentals, soon to have eight. Uh, Eighth being in Florida, because after all, we're named after a town, so we're better to have an expansion, but literally seven hours away, right? Very forward so, thinking, yes. Well, we like yeah. to be, we like to be on the the cusp of what do they mean uh, mindset, and we've accomplished it with there. 
But uh, we are located in Dahlonega, Georgia, site of the first gold rush in the United States, 1836. Uh, I, by the way, CampRegan.com is available. I just want to let you know that really? if you want to ever update I'll look, Camp I'll, look, I'll look it up. I have to talk to Karen about whether or not we'll, we'll have to spitball how we're going to rename the portfolio. <laughs> Maybe we'll name it Chai Latte Tea with Coconut Milk. Yeah, See if no, that no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's short. That's easy to remember. Yeah, <laughs> Just like the lot of guy the way Avids, baby. You got yeah, to yeah. think like a visionary, Jim. It's not just A or B. Sometimes it's C. Yeah, pneumatictroubles.com. I'm looking up that right now. There we go. Yeah. Uh, it'll work. It'll work. Wow. But again, Peter, thank you for being on this week. And I know we'll have you on again. And, I hope uh, so. We'll, we'll be get, digging in deeper as, as we get to this thing. Uh, I can't help noticing that uh, the final image from this is sort of like, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It was second 55, it looks like uh, Stone is about the backhand Levitt. It's a very threatening gesture that he was making. But I think he was just trying to point at the screen. But we'll, we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, anyway, for, for people who uh, have been listening to us, you know the things we always say at the end of every show. And if you just do this, we get rid of this plague quickly. So please do this. Uh, wash your hands for 20 seconds. Wear a mask and stay six feet apart from people that you're not living with. Thank you very much. And we'll see you here next week, next time on the Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here. <laughs>